to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Never Bands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection and any future injections that might come our way, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, grace, and ways that I might be helpful to you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible. It is a new American Standard Bible that does include historical documents from the Founders era. Truly is a beautiful Bible for you, for your family. And you can find one today at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan, and you can download and print a copy if you'd like to follow along at www.5daybiblereading.com. Well, today is day 248, and we are in week 50. Yes, yes. And if you hear that and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get out of here. No, you can absolutely stay, absolutely, and finish out this year. That would be amazing if you did so. Or you can just be like, you know what, I've been wanting to start the Bible, do that in a year. You can go ahead and stop this episode and go to the day one episode and get started today. So all good, either way, right? Just so glad that you found the podcast. If you've been here with me since the beginning, here we go. What am I going to say? I'm going to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we are going to be reading today Job 1 through 3, Psalm 29, and Revelation 10. So, a little bit about Job. We will go ahead and read the intro here from this Bible. I love how we can kind of get a little bit of context here. So, the author is unknown, and possibly Job. Others have suggested Moses, Solomon, or Elihu. And the date written is unknown, considered by many to be perhaps the very first book of the Bible ever recorded, perhaps as early as 2000 to 1800 BC, the time of the patriarchs. The purpose of the book seems like the tallest tree in the forest is the one that always gets struck by lightning. Job must have felt a bit like that, considered by God to be the most upright, blameless man on the earth. But little does Job understand There is a cosmic battle going on between God and this fallen angel Satan. Well, perhaps not much of a battle if you are Almighty God. The other guy thinks it's titanic. It may be more accurate to say a point of contention. Job is not a pawn. He is the battlefield, and the prize is the genuine affection of man's heart. Job fears God, shuns evil, but Satan contests he only does so because God blesses him. Take away the goodies and protection, and he will curse you to your face. Unfortunately for Job, God allows the test but sets limits. Satan unleashes his fury and calamity hits on all sides. Job is devastated, 
but he humbly accepts what happened and remains faithful to God. Satan then smites Job's physical body, but again, God has set limits. Though Job's wife loses it, telling him to curse God and die, Job holds fast to his trust in God. One can imagine how pleased and deeply touched God was by Job's steadfastness. What follows may be Satan's most powerful ploy, or merely the sad, misguided notions of man's religious formulas. But one thing becomes inexplicably clear. The utter futility of religious disputes, speaking for God when he has not spoken. The arguments of Job's three friends are each based in a limited view of God and a gross misunderstanding of human pain and suffering. They simplistically see all suffering as punishment for sin, therefore Job must have sinned in some way to incur God's judgment. But God has something different to reveal. He answers Job out of a mighty storm with a personal encounter. Hearing about God is no substitute for seeing him for ourselves, and in humility it causes Job to repent. In a dramatic turn of events, God reverses Job's misfortunes and blesses him greatly, even more so than before as Job takes his eyes off of himself and prays for his three troubled friends. The Book of Job Job's Character and Wealth, Chapter 1 There was a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job, and that man was blameless, upright, fearing God, and turning away from evil. Seven sons and three daughters were born to him. His possessions also were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female docks, donkeys, and very many servants, and that man was the greatest of all the men of the east. His sons used to go and hold a feast in the house of each one on his day, and they would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When the days of feasting had completed their cycle, Job would send and consecrate them, rising up early in the morning and offering burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, Perhaps my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continually. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, Does Job, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge about him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. You put forth your hand now and touch all that he has. He will surely curse you to your face. Then the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has in your power only do not put forth your hand on him. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. Satan allowed to test Job. Now on the day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them, and the Sabines attacked and took them. They also slew the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, 
Another also came and said, The Chaldeans formed three bands and made a raid on the camels and took them and slew the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, and behold, a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young people, and they died, and I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. He said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Through all this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. Job loses his wealth, his health. Chapter 2. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them to present himself before the Lord. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. And he still holds fast his integrity, although you incited me against him to ruin him without cause. Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin. Yes, all that a man has, he will give for his life. However, put forth your hand now, and touch his bone and his flesh. He will curse you to your face. So the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your power, only spare his life. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord, and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took a, a potsherd to scrape himself, while he was sitting among the ashes. Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God and not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Now when Job's three friends heard all this adversity that had come upon him, they came, each one from his own place, Eliphaz and Tamanite and Bildad and Shuhite and Zophar and Naamathite, and they made an appointment together to come to sympathize with him and comfort him. When they lifted up their eyes at a distance that did, and did not recognize him, they raised their voices and wept, and each of them tore his robe and they threw dust over their heads toward the sky. Then they sat down on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights with no one speaking a word to him. For they saw that his pain was very great. Job's Lament, Chapter 3 Afterward, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. And Job said, Let the day perish on which I was to be born, and the night which said, A boy is conceived. May that day be darkness. Let not God above care for it, nor light shine on it. Let darkness and black gloom claim it. Let a cloud settle on it. Let the blackness of the day terrify it. As for that night, let darkness seize it. Let it not rejoice among the days of the year. Let it not come into the number of the months. Behold, let that night be barren. Let no joyful shout enter it. Let those curse it who curse the day, who are prepared to rouse Leviathan. 
Let the stars of its twilight be darkened. Let it wait for light, but have none. And let it not see the breaking dawn. Because it did not shut the opening of my mother's womb, or hide trouble from my eyes. Why did I not die at birth, come forth from the womb and expire? Why did the knees receive me, and why the breasts that I should suck? For now I would have lain down and been quiet. I would have slept then. I would have been at rest with kings and with counselors of the earth who rebuilt ruins for themselves, or with princes who had gold, who were filling their houses with silver, or like a miscarriage which is discarded, I would not be, as infants infants that never saw light. There the wicked cease from raging, and there the weary are at rest. The prisoners are at ease together. They do not hear the voice of the taskmaster. The small and the great are there, and the slave is free from his master. Why is light given to him who suffers, and life to the bitter of soul, who long for death, but there is none, and dig for it more than for hidden treasures, who rejoice greatly, and exult when they find the grave? Why is the light given to a man whose way is hidden, and whom God has hedged in? For my groaning comes at the sight of my food, and my cries pour out like water. For what I fear comes upon me, and what I dread befalls me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet, and I am not at rest, but turmoil comes. Psalm 29, the voice of the Lord in the storm, a psalm of David. Ascribe to the Lord, O sons of the mighty, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in holy array. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord hews out flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer to calve and strips the forests bare. And in his temple, everything says glory. The Lord sat as king at the flood. Yes, the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Revelation 10, the angel and the little book. I saw another strong angel coming down out of heaven, clothed with a cloud, and the wind, the rainbow was upon his head, and his face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book, which was open. He placed his right foot on the sea, and his left on the land. And he cried out with a loud voice, as when a lion roars, and when he had cried out, the seven peals of thunder uttered their voices. When the seven peals of thunder had spoken, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying, Seal up the things which the seven peals of thunder have spoken, and do not write them. 
Then the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land lifted up his right hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things in it, and the earth and the things in it, and the sea and the things in it, that there will be delay no longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, then the mystery of God is finished, as he preached to his servants the prophets. Then the voice which I heard from heaven, I heard again speaking with me and saying, Go take the book which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel, telling him to give me the little book. And he said to me, Take it and eat it. It will make your stomach bitter, but in your mouth it will be sweet as honey. I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it, and in my mouth it was sweet as honey. And when I had eaten it, my stomach was made bitter. And they said to me, You must prophesy again concerning many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. And those are our readings today. So, if you've been here with me this whole time or throughout, maybe you've heard me say before, I don't say it every episode, I used to, but I, I have actually never read the entire Bible, and so a lot of the times I'm reading things for the very first time right here with you um, it, when I recorded this, right? I just, wow, this writing in Job's Lament, chapter 3, that was... I mean, beautiful writing. I mean, it was sad, um, but so beautifully written. And I am just, I look forward to reading more. And and I love um, just having the context of the purpose of the book. I mean, I had no idea. I'm not going to pretend that I do or that I did. And um, it's just been such an incredible part of, of doing this. So if you find this podcast and you have actually never read the Bible before, please know that you're not alone. Um, and this was just uh, how it was going to happen for me. This was the plan. Um, I think for God to be like, I, I want you to read the Bible and go ahead and record a podcast at the same time. Um, so I just, I think that this book is just going to be incredible. I cannot wait to read it um, and to see what his three friends, how they describe it. And I am not going to try to pretend to understand or interpret or say what Revelation chapter 10 might mean. Um, It is interesting. It is that he ate the little book. Um. And I am sure, yes, absolutely, there are plenty of um, scholars that and historians that could shed light on this. And actually, it's probably a book that I want to study more closely so that um, so that there's just not so much fear and, and, and confusion and all of that surrounding it. So I find that in, in my life personally, if I don't know about something that I don't feel, um, that I feel unsettled, um, because I don't, I don't know, <laughs> right? I mean, and 
so this is a book that I definitely want to, um, to look into more and, uh, yeah, I think that would be good for a lot of us to try to find, um, an explanation or an interpretation, um, or just, you know, someone to study it with. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this time together. Thank you for just uh, the timing of this Bible reading where we read possibly the oldest book in the Bible, the first one written and the last. Such a beautiful plan. Um, And so we are so very appreciative. At least I'm very appreciative of that. And just so thankful for this experience and being able to to do this with others and I just want to just pray in gratitude for each and every person that's listening right now whether it's the first episode or whether it's the 248th or the third or whatever it is I just want to say a prayer of gratitude for the soul and souls that are listening to this. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for them. I thank you for this experience, and I thank you for this book, this life-changing book of yours that is the food for our soul. Thank you so much. I say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here. I still can't believe that this is almost the end. But actually, it's just the beginning. This book changes your life. And I'm so very grateful. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.